This one. You're entering a realm which is unusual. Maybe it's magic or contains some kind of monster. The second one. Prepare to enter the scary door. Clockwise. Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone review. There's a gremlin destroying the plane! You've got to believe me! Why should I believe you? You're Hitler! No! Welcome to the LIW, the Twilight Zone review, episode 220. Today we're discussing Seven Days in May, 1964. Directed by some guy. I'm sure we'll, we'll figure Frankenheimer! it out. Frankenheimer! Special guest, special musical guest, John Frankenheimer. That's how you said that. I'm Phoenix I West. Just, uh, I'm a great director. That's how he talked. Frank? Oh. Frank? Frank, you introduce yourself. Uh, I, I'm here on Phoenix West. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you said I'm John Frankenheimer. I'm, I'm Frank. I'm John Frankenlinks. Linksenheimer? Fucking nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Ape dick and May on your service? You know what? Let's um let's try this. You're entering a realm with Leave me! Why should I believe you? You're Hitler! No! Welcome to LAW Shut up. Welcome to LAW Twilight in Review, episode 220 for seven days in May, 1964. I am Phoenix West. I am Frank Links. I'm and I'm very ape at Raiders underscore OTLF. And Dick doesn't know what clockwise is. Oh, that's right. See, I'm not <laughs> used to this. I'm in the wrong spot. You still know how a clock works, right? How, how, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't do matter. I'll play the victim right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I was John Frankenheimer is a faggot. <laughs> he loves the cock. So Adam, hey, what's going on? How much? He he is he was gay though. <laughs> he loved cock. Well, that's not the point. The way they said it just sounded disparaging. Dirty, you know? dirty and nasty and raunchy. I, I had no idea. I didn't know. Um, now I probably won't ever make that joke because he's not gay. He was married. <laughs> I know, married several he's, times. Yes, yeah, several times. Because John Frankenheimer couldn't keep a wife. And, he and, married and loved. He was married and loved the cock. There's I can't. I can't take it. Uh, I, I listened to the commentary world. today by John Frankenheimer, which I've oh. never done before. Mm. And he talks about how in one of the scenes in Ava Gardner's house, there's a painting in the background, and he's like, mm. "I divorced my wife." And, and as the divorce is going through, he goes, "I divorced my first wife," which is a sign. And he goes, "As the divorce is going through, I, I took that painting from the house without her realizing it." And he put it in the movie. And then, like, years later, she sued him, and he had to give it back. Uh. <laughs> like, what a bitch. Wow. What a, what a petty bitch. She what took the ice cubes out of the ice trays. <laughs> what yeah. kind of a freaking bitch. She <laughs> stole the last can of hoo hash. Yeah. Oh, shit. One of, his wives, one of his wives was in Twilight Zone, remember? Oh, who, one, of, she, one of them? Who she was, was in 100 Yards Over the Rim. She plays the woman that works at the counter. Oh, interesting. Yep. That was one of his. Went, that was his second wife. I went fancy today. I got the peanut butter whiskey. Oh my god! Ooh, it oh sounds horrible. No, it's delicious. Oh my oh. fucking god! I learned all about peanut butter actually last night. I was watching a, a History Channel's History of Food. It was Jan- pretty interesting. Jansen got that me. Actually, this. sounds interesting. Peanut yeah. butter was originally medicinal. It wasn't like it is today because it was designed for people who couldn't eat meat for protein. Yeah. 
It was actually designed for the slaves. Well, they, they didn't care about their protein intake, though. They so. care about their protein. <laughs> well, yeah, work faster and harder for more protein. Yeah, lobster and, and peanuts were um, what the slaves got. Fucking was living. Lobsters and peanuts? That's fucking pretty good. I, I want to be a slave. Lobster. You can't even get those in a restaurant legally anymore. I know. What the fuck? The views addicted do not reflect the views of LAW Studios. <laughs> No, it's the positive on slavery. I need that button. Not even ballpark. I need that button. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Is that true, Frank? Are you making that up that they were fed lobster and peanuts? Lobster's true because it was like peasant food because it was just considered like the cockroach of the sea. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was gross. It looks like a cockroach. It looks like a. It it looks like a big undersea bug. That's why you always want to get the tail. Just the tail. I don't want to see that thing sitting on my plate looking at me. Michael, I suck just the eyes. It does have an ancestry branch from the cockroach. Well, no, it's whatever. If a cockroach tastes like that, let's start fucking cooking them up. So there's won't. plenty of them. <laughs> get Fuck fucking butter. Get yeah. some butter. Dip it in there. Have yourself a snack. You know what else looks like a lobster but doesn't taste like one? Crawdads. I've had those. Uh, they don't I've had crawdads. Like They're like poor man's shrimp. No, but you got yeah, a, a crawdad. You have to soak in like three gallons of butter for it to and, taste and good. And you have to do all yeah. this work for this much fucking meat. Yeah. Right no, it's way yeah. too much work for way too little amount of food. Dude, sunflower ever... seeds are less work than crawfish. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever eat an old crawdad because it'll work. kill you. So here on LAW Seafood Review... Um, <laughs> we we discuss a lot of seafood in the show. Yes, and no, we, we're known for that. Yeah. Seven days in May, lobster tail. Yeah, this is all you guys not want to talk about a Frankenheimer movie. No, I love this movie. That was so, very uh, good. I was very pleased with it. This is I seven was, days in May in February edition. I was scared. I was scared that I'd be like, eh, I don't, I don't like Cold War movies and they're boring. And this one was actually pretty good. I think the dialogue is what kept me going because yeah. it was good dialogue. Because it's Surler. Anyway, it's always going to be that high end, sort of poetic, flowery, you know, humanity language. We're just like, well, oh, the morality, the morality of it. I don't think yeah. people realize how tied together Frankenheimer and Serling are because they did it. He, he rejected a ton of his stuff for Playhouse 90, like six or seven, maybe more episodes. Which, uh, which well, Twilight Zone episodes did Frankenheimer direct again? None. Yeah, he didn't. Okay. No, but uh, actually, he was he was Rod's go-to guy for anything that had to deal with that, and and uh, that was because I I think um, um, uh, Buck um, was uh, you know started uh, corresponding with Frankenheimer at first in season one, and then Rod heard about that and he was like, oh yeah, we're yeah we're boys, so then Rod started doing that. Now they're working together before that for Playoffs ninety. Yeah, yeah, they did a bunch of episodes together, and yeah, um, it was interesting to listen to this because he's talking about how you, you know because it's shot in the White House, or, you know, set in the White House, I should say. And the reason it looks so much like the real White House is because John F. Kennedy was a huge fan of John Frankenheimer and was friends with him and just invited him over and was like, "All right, make your movie look like this." Like JFK was super on board with this movie, wanted it made. Which and is the ironic our, part was it didn't get released because he got shot in the head. Yes, and it's about overthrowing a president, and then our president got shot, and so oh, the movie got delayed. Oh, this is one of those, huh? This was, that must be why, I, I, I gotta confess, I never heard of this movie yeah. before. It was supposed to come out in 63, and it got yep. delayed. The movie's banned in Brazil, because at the time the book came out, the a, a coup happened in Brazil, and now they won't, you can't have the movie there. 
I don't know if it's well, still Brazil, banned, but Brazil sucks. So yeah. who cares? Yeah, actually, Brazil's on its way up. It's becoming. Um, Shut up, Frank. Nobody cares about Brazil. No, nobody cares about Brazil, Frank. They have lobsters and peanuts in Brazil. No, they don't. <laughs> Not even that good. Actually, <laughs> that's a tough no, actually, right. actually, 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 they're growing a lot of uh, what is that shit called that uh, that tastes like everything but is healthy for you? Heroin, chicken? No, Tof- tofu. Oh, dicks gone. Yeah, I thought no. you were gonna say semen. No, not no, not tofu. What what's the other thing that they make it out? It's like a seed or something. Seaweed. Soy, soy. That's it. Soybeans. Soybeans. You, they're they're the they're the uh, third largest soybean. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's what they do in Brazil. <laughs> hey, you got some fucked Narcos? up. Books. That's all I gotta say. That's Colombia. You, I have got to That's... see your library at some point. You buy some That's ten cents. Shit. That's ten Northern cents. South America. Yeah, written by some Brit. Columbia, you fucking. That's that's how Dick makes his money. He charges admission tickets during the day to let people look at his library. (laughs) I should have seven days to make. I find the book and buy it. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. I'd buy it if I could. I'm looking for that now because I like buying those little paperback novels. He's got Sun Tzu's "The Art of War" as a coffee table book, you know, (laughs) with pictures. With with diagrams, with diagrams of actual battles. Well, Did you ever read read that book? It's so short. Yeah, yeah, I like. No, it. I, I haven't read it, but I read it. I saw the movie with Wesley it's, Snipes. It's really thick. It's got one word on each page with a picture. Is it like uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit movies, where the, the last one was like? It's like a every, motivational thing for fucking executives. That's what it every is. Every other line is war. Yeah, we're gonna go to war. Oh, no, it's just. You know, it's it's, it's it's like it's like porn for Gordon Gecko types. Yeah, yeah it's like um, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, the the defensive defense is the best offense. Uh, yeah, all, all those motivational fortune cookie type poster shit things come from that. Hold on now, you're having Dr Pepper and peanut butter. Yeah, <laughs> whiskey. Oh my goodness! No, That's guys, everybody in the chat, we've talked about this before. I told you, Jansen got me into that mix, and it sounds gross. We talked about this. I, I understand. He poured me a glass, and I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like it's really good. No, I can understand Dr Pepper and whiskey, but not peanut butter flavored yeah, whiskey. That's no, so listen, got, exactly what it trust was. Me, oh. Trust me, it's you good. Never, 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 ever, ever, ever question. A fat man with a beard when it comes to food <laughs> or 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 drink. This is true. Jansen nailed it, and uh, it's it's expensive, but I found one at Costco for half the price, so can't, can't beat it. <laughs> Costco delivers in a clutch. Yay, time. Costco! Yeah. Remember when they used to have DVDs and movies? Oh uh, yeah. Do they not books? anymore? Speaking uh, of movies, really. one particular movie we should talk about. Hated. Seven Days in May. Yeah. I it's uh, okay. So, would you want to set it up, or I th- I kind of want to go around and just say what we all thought about it before we get into it, because right. otherwise we get too dragged down in the plot, and there's not a whole lot of plot here. Well, it's very simple. It, yeah. it, it's a coup. It's, the, it's the president a, wants to make peace with Soviets. The, or the, the or American you just go military off on said it. no, and that's it, and it goes from there. Yeah, it, so it's, it's like a morality play. What, what was it, Dick? A morality it? play. No, no. What what was the what was the plot about? Uh, it was a coup. It was it's about uh, the God president. God bless you. Dad joke activated. 
Anyways, he knew this would happen. I'm trying to get he knew this would happen. He got booted. Frank has to do- kill it with his race car talk. All right, I race back to normal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck sakes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Dick. Yes. Thoughts? Anything you want to want to bring up? Uh, a, a really good movie. I was I was really surprised that I was going to play. I was going in very haphazard because I don't really care for Cold War movies. They're just kind of boring in general. But the dialogue and the direction and the actors kept it alive. And reading about all the behind-the-scenes stuff and the trivia, kind of like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And and it's not really it about the Cold War. Too. Well, it, it's it's supposed to. T- it takes place in the seventies. Yeah. So it's take the not too distant future of 1975. Somewhere in time and space. Somewhere in there, yeah. But it I'm was shot sure. in 63 or 62. So it's very much a, a, about you know what if we made peace with the Russians and the American military complex is like no we can't do that we can't trust them they're gonna be there's a trick there's a trick ah! I'm just and saying like, when I say it's not really about the Cold War I mean the movie it's the setup is about Cold War after that the Cold War doesn't matter. It's more about no, no, it's, it's, it's entirely about, about yeah, this yeah, internal. About military, it's about, about what you would Kirk call Douglas. power moves. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Douglas versus his former boss, and and he's the president. Which I think, I wish the president was Martin Balsam. Why does Martin Balsam have to die in every movie? <laughs> Martin Balsam's just fun to watch. Did he die in this? Yeah, he died. Now that's the thing. Did he get murdered or was it an accident? I don't that's remember him dying. Happened. He dies in a plane crash. Remember, he oh. flies, he's going to take the plane from Madrid to Washington. It's clever because they never show you anything. It's yeah. Just, yeah I, it, even ba- I, I even had to back it up to make well, sure I didn't miss something. I'm like, bottom line is. He had that letter in the. the I would say six to mid 60s. Uh, the government has had, can, has had the power to take control of every commercial airliner and just make it just sink to the ground. Well, that's what I mean, but they're not clear in the movie if he's murdered because there's other people on the plane. There's two people, I think, on the plane that crash. So it's like, oh, is it was it an attempt? It was a murder on him, and the other one's collateral damage. I can't. I don't think if it was. I, ever, if it I was, was the president, clear. if I was the president, and people didn't like me. I would always fly with a little black uh, uh, girl. Well, no, you you would you you would have the earthquake machine in space, like Under Siege Two, Dark Territory. I thought my joke was better. You want to k- travel with a little black girl? I don't understand that. Yeah, who is going to who who's going to you know intentionally you know you know crash a plane with with, with a little the black people girl? who blow up the church in Mississippi? That's true. To start Four with little girls, remember? Yeah, that, he uh, didn't care. It was a twelve th- years of Frank. It was a Chappelle joke from the freaking nineties, really. <laughs> oh, was it? So, yeah, so not your joke was better, but uh, a, a trained <laughs> veteran yeah, comedian's joke. Somebody else, Dick. The joke I stole was better. Okay. Hey, Frank, but I wasn't making a joke. Frank, the '90s yeah. called. They want their joke back. Dave Chappelle called. He wants to sue your ass. Yeah. It reminds me of this hey, bit I came up with. Hey, Adam, like, the, the '70s called. They want your joke back. The '60s called. They want that graphic back. Oh. I called. I want to get Snappy back to the show. Back, okay, Jeez. Dick, hey, continue. Hey, uh, hey uh, Adam, uh, uh, that that green. Okay, he's off. Uh, Thank you, Dick. Continue. <laughs> what well, is? Yeah, because I never got the sense that he was murdered for the coup. I just I, I don't know if it was an Russia. accident. 
but I'm assuming that's how far they were going to go to make the coup happen. But then they didn't kill the other guy, so I don't think they did. So I think it was just an accident. I didn't even know what happened, honestly. It, it must have been oh, like yeah. one line of dialogue I just missed. Well, no, Martin Balsam calls the president and says, I got the letter. I got the yeah, letter I remember that. He's on the phone, and then it happens off says, screen. Yeah. Happens off screen, yeah. And then the the ambassador to Spain is surveying the wreckage of the plane crash because it was in Madrid, and nobody can understand what the hell he's saying. <laughs> no, he's American. He speaks English. Is that the guy that was on TV? Uh, no, he he was. They they showed the. They went to the scene where he's investigating the scene because he picks up a doll and the doll's burnt up. I wonder if the same doll for Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. oh, Mommy! Mommy! Mama, why would he make a doll that talked? Anyway, um, okay. So what are your thoughts, though, as Out far as the movie hurts. goes? Your hurts. <laughs> but, um, thoughts, score, would you recommend it? Oh, uh, oh yeah, no, I absolutely uh, really enjoyed it. It was <clears throat> wonderful to see Ava Gardner. Is that, I think it was interesting to see her in that role. It was interesting. And Kirk Douglas's fucking butt chin is so perfect. You could land I mean, a... It's ridiculous. <laughs> she slaps him. And I think she really slapped him because he he's like fucking stone. It yeah. just... Well, she, she's a woman. I mean, you know, w- w- women actresses can slap men because they're they're women. I, I pictured I, Kirk Douglas and Ava Gardner making out with their butt chins. Just, oh. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just like it forms some sort of vacuum seal. <laughs> and it creates it creates the other Oh god. <laughs> you know what that cleft in his chin really is? It's a woman trap. Yeah. It created the loser Douglas that died of a drug overdose. Oh yeah. Women just fall in there. Hey, he was in the best yeah. episode of Tales from the Crypt. You leave him alone. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was right. the only Damn Christopher right. Douglas or whatever his name was. <laughs> I, um, I would definitely yellow. You know, facial hair if I had a chin like that. Yeah, you'd have to. It'd be weird because yeah, you'd so have to grow cool. it like really long compared to the rest of it. As a matter of fact, I have a butt chin, but nobody will ever like, know it. It's like <laughs> it's like even with the rest of your hair, and you do this, and it's like <laughs> just pops like, out. Like, cool. like, like a che- like a like a Play-Doh, the Play-Doh thing. <laughs> this butt chin is like a, it's like a fucking circle into another dimension. His butt chin. Imagine only like, of. Oh, sorry. Look, he was in Final Countdown, sir. We're not gonna bring up that movie. Do, 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 do. Uh, out of ten, <laughs> out of ten, Dave. Uh, I, I would say a scale out of ten. I give it an eight. Okay. Surprisingly um, good. I was very happy with it, and I was like, okay, I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I'm glad I saw another Frank and Harry movie. I can put it in the bank. It's done. Frank. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I, <laughs> I, like I, I, I'm with, I would think I'd give it an eight, but then I gave it a nine because Kurt Douglas was in Final Countdown. That's, that makes no fucking sense. That is some uh, connective logic I just can't follow. I, it's a joke. It was a nine to me because I really liked it a lot. Okay. I didn't <clears throat> would you recommend well, just, it? Obviously, yeah. What's that? I'm sorry. You'd recommend it then? Oh, highly recommend this movie. I'm trying to picture like anyone younger than us watching this. And enjoying it. I watched it as a teenager, though, and I liked it. So, yeah, but you're a weirdo. Yeah, that, exactly. Like, if you're, people are fucking retarded. Yeah, like, oh, Hammer, He spends half the half the commentary going. This is different back in the day. He's like, everyone is going to complain nowadays. The scenes are too long. It's too boring. He's like, I made the movie I wanted to make. That's the way I wanted it to go. I wanted these scenes to be slow, so it built tension. He goes, if this were made by a studio nowadays, it would be, 
it would, this movie would not work would that really, well. Would people really complain about being too long, though? Because we live in an age where Zack Snyder and explosions. Uh, Martin Scorsese are selling people four-hour movies. With explosions. Oh, did you see Scorsese's new uh, new article today? No. Scorsese is saying cinema, cinema is dead. Like he's saying we have to save it. Like it's on a, the death nail. I'm like, going to quote Egon Spengler. Print is dead. Well, it shouldn't. We need to stop that. I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want fucking streaming to be the Print new order. People what, have to learn how to write first, and then we'll, it won't be. We'll, people yeah. people what, always make movies on their own. What's it's, funny it's cyclical. Is I, it's going to come back. Adam, I I subscribe to the Indie Star um, you know, in the Indianapolis newspaper, and it was a dollar ninety nine. Cars, and, yeah, because in Indianapolis, right? So. My bank literally put a hold of my card, called me to ask if that was fraud. <laughs> Makes not sense. Even, not the only thing I did. It connects. I, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the whole print is dead thing. So they want to know, like, who the hell spends money for a newspaper? Uh, uh, you know. I'd like to apologize to the audience for making that Egon Spengler joke. I have nothing but regret now. <laughs> Why wow, are you getting are you getting uh, message board problems? No, Adam. <laughs> They're all attacking you. I'm just sorry I said anything. Adam, what's your what's your overall take of this movie? I'm, I've I'm never uh, seen or heard of this movie before. Um, I'm kind of with Dick a little bit. Like when I started to watch it, I'm like, oh, this might be boring. But then I thought the same thing about patterns the last time we met, and as I as I stuck it out, that just got better and better. This. I fucking love this movie, by the way. Um, I, this is way better than Patterns. Uh, High five, Adam. Uh, Surface-based, this is very much an exposition-heavy movie. So how do you make an exposition-heavy movie interesting? You do cool things with camera angles, showing people from behind the head, uh, showing people next to a TV screen. There was a particular... Um, there was a scene where they show Kirk Douglas and then the TV and then Kirk Douglas, and they, they edit it real quick. I love that fucking scene. Just stuff like that, uh, just awesome. I, I, I especially loved the little tanks that they were driving around. Those were uh, those were interesting too. I want one of those. I that was drive, fun. I want to yeah. drive that fuck around the neighborhood. But yeah, I have I mean, one. It, it was fun watching this thing unfold, and also it's just something cool about getting Kirk Douglas and uh, Burt Lancaster together in a movie at any time. It's, it's like they're just like a well, magical, they've done it uh, eight times. Magical combination, those two, and also um, I want to uh, honorable mention to uh, uh, Edmund O'Brien, who is in my second favorite western ever. Uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance, he plays Dutton Peabody in that. Mm. Uh, he's in this for a little while, and he's just a fantastic character actor. Like yeah. I, I love him and everything. He plays a sloppy drunk senator. He's good at playing sloppy drunks, <laughs> like really fucking good at. It. But you listen to him, and he just he just owns the scene. He's with got the a volume of his voice. He's it's, got it's the Cajun accent. He's going full into yeah, this role. He's, 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 he, he embraced that. He was chewing the fuck out of that. He scene was, he was no dummy out. either. He was no dummy. He knew what they were trying to do. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Stop me up on here. I, I, I would definitely <laughs> go eight eight out of ten with this one as well. He was he was, was just short of a. Uh, what's the cartoon character? I say, I say, Fog I say. Foghorn yeah, Foghorn I was thinking Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn might have been slightly based on Edmund O'Brien. <laughs> I think that was around first. They have, a lot, yeah. in, they have a lot in common. Yeah. yeah so. I say, I say, I'll get say, me I'll out say. of this cage. Yeah. Smart kid, but it's about as smart as a sack of wet mice. Yes. You know DJ Skuggs? 
So two eight out of tens at the bottom, and eight, nine out of ten from Frank. Um, yeah, I've only this is only my second or third time watching this actually. Um, hmm. If you like this movie, you're gonna love Manchurian Candidate, which is a far superior I've, movie. I have seen Manchurian Candidate, but it's been a long yeah. time. Uh, I I don't know which one of those I like better. They, they, I think they're kind of samey, like they belong like almost like a double feature type. Well, movie. it's his trilogy. Well, I was just gonna I, I was just gonna yeah. bring that up. Uh, I th- ah, this okay. is my first time hearing about this trilogy, which is called Frankenheimer's Paranoia Trilogy, and which is I have the three movies. I should have brought them all in, but Seven Days of, or so it goes: Venturing Candidate first. That's sixty-two. This is sixty-four. Seven Days of May, and sixty-six is uh, right behind me here. Seconds. Laser disc. I don't know why Black Sunday is not in that list. It's a kind of a similar movie. Black Sunday is awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a similar thing with the Super Bowl. Uh, Is Black Sunday the one with Stallone? No, no, it's got a. It's a. Um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, uh, Dern, Bruce Dern. Oh, Bruce Dern. Oh, okay. okay. He's gonna blow up the Super Bowl, and he has a blimp coming in, and they really shot during the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. Frankenheimer has a thing where he likes to shoot it as real as possible, and that's during the Super Bowl, and this is in the, like, went to the White House and just replicated it. Well, that's, He's that's, like Christopher that's the Nolan. That's cool. This movie has a, a, a giant scale, but you can tell, like, the sets that they shot in were, were pretty much low scale, but it's just yeah. the way that he shot it made everything seem so much bigger. A lot of movies that came out in this time period weren't really good about having wide, like, distant shots, like somebody in the background being in focus and somebody in the front being in focus. And however he did to get those shots, I was just really oh, impressed with it. The whole commentary, it's its a two-hour movie. He spends half the commentary, I'd say. If you're an aspiring filmmaker, listen to his commentary because he goes, he explains how much lighting they had to use. Because if you do the wide-angle lens with the, with the depth of field like that, you have to light the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. So the scene where he's in the diner and that girl's dancing and, and it's bright outside... Just imagine how much light that had to blast it, it to the It was eye candy. The whole fucking yeah. thing was eye candy. It kept me engaged in, in what was going on. This is my favorite thing about like Frankenheimer. This could have been really boring yeah. if it had been done by anybody else. Because, as you said, the plot is kind of like this much. Yeah. But it, it, the dialogue and the way the film shot and the pacing of it is perfect. Yeah. And if he, he was breaking it down the way they shot it, because there's a scene where Kirk Douglas comes in and tells Frederick March about the plot. And it's just a regular regular scene. Most directors would just cut, 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 cut. But Frankenheimer did it where they he walks they in. George Lucas the shit out of it. Let's he, have a guy sit down yes. and talk now. The oh. camera doesn't leave him. Because if you watch it and you realize that's the same shot as that last one, the camera sits down with him, gets back up, follows him around, and then suddenly it's on March over here. It's the same shot. And he cuts a also, other close-ups. Also, little things I notice whenever they're watching TV, the, the TV picture is like completely in focus. Yeah. Usually movies like this, when they shot a TV... You'd have that really bad, like you know, uh, flicker effect. Yeah, none of that in this movie. Just gorgeous. Yeah, and he's yeah. talking about how because he came from TV, live TV shows, and he says he was literally sitting out in the van outside with live TV stuff so they could shoot like the president's speech at the end, and he was controlling all that while it was like, being shot from the inside. But like, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because like I almost thought the TV screens were like imposed, like yeah, they like post. It looks that good. Manchurian yeah. Candidate has a scene like that too, where he's doing a speech and there, the, you watch the camera goes through the crowd and you see the different people filming it. Yeah, a, a normal movie would have just zeroed in on on the the president as he's talking, but instead you're watching it through the the viewing monitors and they're kind of scrolling from the side. Yeah, 
That is really cool shit, man. And it cuts. I just loved watching and it that. Cuts yeah. behind the scenes where the guy, uh, I forget which character's back there, and you see uh, the president in the background of that character. And it's he's also on the monitor right there, and it's all synced up because it's being shot like a real, like a real uh, presidential speech would be. Yeah, it, this was edited perfectly, uh, just absolutely perfectly. He also edited it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's this is why I say when I love Frankenheimer, it's it's the the, the shot selection he uses, the the way because he, he doesn't do a whole lot of takes and he doesn't do a whole lot of. I mean, I mean, shots. just think, I mean, just think about the Twilight Zone episode that he did. I mean, that None. like 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 Adam said, plots like this. Big, you know. Hold on, which but, episode are you talking about? Because he didn't direct one. Now you're talking about Rob. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Frankenheimer did a Twilight Zone episode, didn't he? No. That's that's why I asked, and he said no. They yeah. didn't. Because I thought maybe he did, but no. It, it, yeah, this, this is this no, is really good stuff. Fra- Frank's thinking of the silence, which looks like Frankenheimer shot it. That's why I love that episode so much. It looks just like was, he shot it. It was shot by his assistant. It, that's what it, I was Johnny thinking. Johnny Frugenheimer. 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 I hate Frugenheimer. It was Hanathan Frugenheimer. Yeah, I'd agree with you guys. I give it an eight as well. It's um. It's not near, even near uh, seconds or material candidate for me. Um, or even like some of the later ones, like Andersonville, the, the Civil War movie. Well, that's, that's, like, that's like a miniseries, though. That's, yeah. that's, wow. like a, that's epic. That's pretty big. Yeah. I thought I was the only one that watched that. That was a great, great. I love that one. Yeah. The Andersonville's great. And then yeah. uh, he also has another kind of political one. His last movie, actually, was Path to War. Um, that's about Lyndon oh, Johnson. Uh, yeah, on HBO. Yeah, and uh, yeah, lots of good movies there. But yeah, I give it an eight. I definitely recommend it if you're if you're really into the Marvel movies or DC movies. You're you're gonna Fuck be you. so bored. Yeah, you're gonna be so bored. Gonna... Don't bother. You're probably not Fuck listening to this you. podcast then. One, one of the you fun stupid things, stupid little shit. <laughs> one of the fun things about being on the show is tr- trying to be open minded and, and discovering new things, and then realizing something has been there all this time you didn't know about it yeah. and yeah. I, I found a lot of that on this show and it's exciting because it's like I, I see something like this i'm like fuck they don't make movies like this anymore well, that's I why I, li- I, they would. I, I like the time i live right now because i have access to everything that was ever made at any time and you can watch it in digital clarity yeah. like what the this fuck? movie looks How lucky so good it's wa- not so much that this movie's not a, a product of, of its time <clears> either it, it, like, like you you mentioned cold war and you're right. It's not really about the Cold War. It's about the power moves by which they, you know, de deconstruct this plot that's going on. And the whole time you're wondering, is it or isn't it? And as these things unfold, you're just like the tension is just like, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I like how, how it's how it's just uh, sort of ambiguous because both sides are kind of right. You know, it's like yeah. why would you trust them? to do that isn't it kind of foolish well that's that's and the thing I, you know going, you're out of your way to do when that you, when you watch a, an old star trek episode the best ones are always when you, you're thinking both sides have a point yeah you know what i mean so you know it, it, who's the villain you know what i mean yeah. those are always the best best uh, movies best plots best short it, stories that, uh, that's how i guess uh, they're, they're talking real life you. is gray yeah yeah, yeah. especially in politics it's gray you know yeah and it's it's like a you know for example you know they unfold something and it's like well i'll I expect your resignation. He's like, because, but I won't tell anybody what's going on because if they do, the country will tear itself apart. That is shit that literally happens every day, and it's oh, yeah. scary to fucking think about. Oh yeah, all the all the goddamn not quite to this extent, like willing uh, devising a plot to overthrow the president. But I think I know what Dick's gonna say about uh, Burt Lancaster. 
Oh, the whole like he, he didn't want to play it too yeah. like too malicious because he didn't want he didn't want to offend anybody. He didn't want to vilify the right wing, even though he's a, yeah. he's a le, you know he's a even liberal. He's a liberal, but he didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't want to be the caricature and be like uh, you know Hollywood hates right wingers. He wanted to play more ambiguous, ambiguous, and I guess Kirk Douglas talked him into it. He's saying he's not yeah. he's not a caricature of the right wing like. McCarthy era or something like that. He's he's he more of a what he's doing because he's, he's right. Yeah, am I, the, am I the only one that keeps keeps playing the ambiguously gay duo song? <laughs> ambiguously gay duo. That's my favorite <laughs> SNL sketch. Come on, come on, life partner. Let's go get this. The the cool thing about that, though, I'm, I'm glad they they made that decision because what is everybody looking at? the the most compelling he rides them. one are the ones where they're not twirling their mustache and yeah. well, yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. When you can yeah. tell that they're they're charismatic and they're determined, those are the scariest ones. Like, you know, perfect yeah. example, if you want to talk about superheroes, go back to the original X-Men. Magneto, you see all the shit that he went through, and you know that he means what he's doing, and you sympathize with him. At the same time, you feel sorry for him, and you know he's going to fuck you up. Those are the best villains. That but like, not uh, Kevin Bacon. Like um, uh, Harvey R. Bardem and... Uh, uh, no country? No, no. Uh, the Bond movie he's in. What's that? Oh, Skyfall. Oh, Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah, he 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 is probably one of the lost in what you were talking. One about. of the best Bond villains in in recent yeah, days. Yeah, because you know where Who's he's him? coming Who from. Who actually succeeds? I mean, I mean, yeah, Bond yeah. villain has actually become a trope within <clears throat> itself, and that's, well, that's, the, that's the one movie that got the perfect villain. You know, Skyfall so. is probably the only Bond movie where the villain actually succeeds in his plan. Yeah, yeah, succeeds. He kills him. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. He actually it's, fucking it, stabs the. Bitch. It's one of two Bond movies that that Thanks, that, that elevates out of being just a Bond movie because it's yeah, just yeah. Goldeneye and that, and that's really it. The rest of them are just kind of Goldeneye is debatable. Uh, sadly, this yeah. era peaked at Skyfall and it hasn't been able to recreate no. that since. Spectre no. was like it's a shame, Goldeneye but yeah, I, I like uh, Goldeneye Christina, was good. Yeah, I like Casino Royale. I like I do too, but it's it's a Bond movie. It's nothing more than a Bond movie. Yeah, it's a Bond movie. Yeah, it's also got parkour because the the villain was the the mirror of James Bond. Yeah, it's like he was literally fighting himself. You know, well that was that was the year of the of the villain gets captured in the plan movie plot well it, uh, every every movie came out that year had the same villain joker. Gets captured yeah. yeah joker in the dark knight yes and joker in the dark knight how plot. many movies came out that year that had the our, our hero sit in a chair and get his balls whacked by metal so many that was uh, but i love them all that was casino royale <laughs> yeah that's what we're talking about so um, that's 2006 Blue yeah. balls for days. Am I right? I'm going to tell the world that right. you scratched my balls. Yeah. You know, the first time I saw the movie, that's all I could think about for like a day and a half yeah. was him sitting in that chair and just whack and thinking of how fucking god awful, awful that would have fucking. I mean, the guy, it took him like, what, months to fucking recover from that? Oh, I just, shit. I couldn't get over his glistening body. It's so visceral. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, you know, it's like the scene in Psycho where you feel like you saw more nudity than you did. Like, I felt like I saw his balls getting hit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. no. Yeah. But you it don't, hurts. obviously. And you feel it, too. Everybody anyway, feels. let's stop talking about this and talk about literally anything else. Let's talk about XComCon. That, I was I kept laughing because I kept thinking Comic-Con. <laughs> it's Comic-Con, <laughs> sir. You hear Comic-Con? No, we should destroy it. Yes, we should. I would say it this. Is, if, it was a terrible name. Yeah. If you're a female, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get anything in this movie because there's one secretary that comes in and, and yells something. 
and that's it. That's it. Gardner, you got yeah, but Eva Gardner, I think, did a pretty good job. Her role is completely pointless, other than to find some letters. That is it. Well, no, she she's the jilted lover who who was the whore. She's the whore. She's the the Navy whore. She's such a cock tease, though. And then Kurt Douglas is going to ring check. I was falling for that. Hey, my mind was going to wrong wrong places. I'm like, I got nothing out of her. Also, although. There's a really, there was a, that, that really cool scene where uh, Kurt Douglas, she says, is this the part where I'm supposed to scream? And he's like, you want to scream? I'm like, you motherfucking pimp. <laughs> that shit was so dope, no, dude. No, I was no, like, was only Kurt Douglas could say something like that and get away with it. If you said that yeah. now, you'd just go to prison. You'd just straight up prison. <laughs> 40 million years of prison, no parole. You know, Only Kurt Douglas he's could like, say that. You want to scream? Well, I mean, while we're <laughs> fucking, I'll make you scream. Dude. Right? Get get inside my cleft chin. You ain't coming out never. Yeah, get you in there. The, did you ever hear the Kirk Douglas story where he's involved in a, in one of the most notorious murders in Hollywood history? Is this an Alley Wood thing? Please don't. No, no this is the okay. this is the second Black Dahlia murder. Because Black Dahlia, that thing that happened more than once, and they just they never made it a series. They never figured it out. That's the same guy. And this is how they know it's probably an abortion doctor that did it. That's one of the theories. So it is an American because, Horror Story. Well, that's yeah, that's where they get it from. Because the, everyone thinks the Black Dahlia murderer was an abortionist. Uh, yeah. And the girl that died, that was murdered, was in, was having an affair with Kirk Douglas because she's an actress. And on her purse, they found Kirk Douglas's signature and notes telling her to go to this doctor. To go get rid of her child with him, so he's not really he's involved. He was just, you know, what's a terrible person. He just—he was the one that sent her to her death. Who hasn't done that? Come on. No, I mean she—she she was literally cut in half and just mutilated. A big deal. Who hasn't done this? That's well, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But the thing that about this movie is, is for having as little action as it does. Like every scene is like predator prey, predator prey, predator prey, predator prey, and it's like it's like watching. Who is going to get who? It's like watching I mean? Predator, you know, it, or it just, Prey. It, it's 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 power moves. The There's movie, a movie called Prey. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it's, no, it's, it's terrible. Constantly, somebody trying to get something out of somebody else, yeah. and wondering how far they'll fucking go. But I agree with you guys. Well, that was the the, the, the screwiest part is uh, what's his name just disappears, and because of like I'm watching a scene and I, I was watching the movie and it's like us plane went down. I'm like, when did he get on the fucking plane? And I had to back the fucking movie up. To make sure I didn't miss anything. And then it was so ambiguous that it gets you thinking about, holy shit, this is how how far these people will go to cover damning evidence. It's so much to where it's only mentioned in one line. And it's... Yeah, that's I didn't it, even catch you know? it. The, the movie has a great setup, which it's seven days in May. Literally seven days. And they do it in a way where they don't show you, like a Chiron comes up and says, Tuesday! It, it the only way you see the day and the only real way you realize that the days are progressing is they go out in that lobby and there's a thing that says like Tuesday 7:45 a.m. and that's it that's all you get I was going to mention that too this this is uh your director is is a fantastic visual storyteller yeah. like like he can tell the audience so much just by <clears throat> having somebody react a certain way or showing in the background or having an article on a newspaper I thought that was well, that, really clever uh, shit. I, that was one of the IMDb trivia bits because it the the was it the race in the movie with the pream yeah what was it <laughs> preakness preakness. Yeah. preakness they said it was never on a Sunday so they said they had to fix that it's always on a Saturday so yeah. it's always on a Saturday but what they did was the, the, I guess the 
the guy that did a touch up on the script was a notorious degenerate gambler. So yeah. he knew he knew that was wrong. So he goes, Oh, you gotta fix that. And so he said, How about you just have a sign that says, For the first time ever, it's on a Sunday? Yeah, uh, and that's what they fixed. did. Yeah. It's in it, the, that's why it's in the movie. He explained- Is that why it kept on going May? But, okay. Yeah, that's that's why that poster's in the movie to establish the seven days. Well, it wasn't really a poster, it was more like a lecture. it was a poster. It was a was fucking sign. poster. It was an electric sign that kept changing, sir. Not at all. It was a it was, it was, a, it was a poster. poster. <laughs> there was they, no neon. See, look, 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 right here now. Predator, prey. Now, which one's predator and which one's prey? Frankenheimer goes Frank in the or is it Dick? He, he goes in the more detail in the commentary where he's like he realized they had a problem with the script because in the in the novel it starts and it's really slow, but it starts on Sunday. And so then it ends on Saturday. He wanted to yeah. change it because the action picks up on a Monday, which would be that the picket sign fight. And I guess they really shot that then. And then some oh. people were really supposed to show up and actually picket something. I forget what it was at that day. But he, he convinced the people to drive them further south <laughs> to the wrong oh, area shit. so they couldn't show up on time. And he said the fight really got real and out of control. But, um, yeah, I guess it was some guy that he used to bet, like, gamble with. They, but they would gamble they, for they, hours they, of, their, they, of their time. <laughs> and he invited them over and be like, hey, we got to fix this. And the guy read the script and was like, all right, here you go. Can I get my money now? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean did I mean, did the cops go after the oldest guys possible? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Fuck them. He could have been a former Nazi. Because the whole the whole plot of the movie is God uh, damn right. Uh, Frederick March is the president. He's going to sign a, a treaty, a nuclear disarmament treaty, right, with uh, yeah, Russia, yes. and they're going to end the Cold War there. And yeah. uh, General Scott, I think he's a general, right? I forget his rank. Yeah, yeah, but general. He, he wants to uh, not do that because he thinks it's a sign yeah. of weakness. And Burt Lancaster. And so Burt Lancaster, uh, as Scott decides, he's going to overthrow March in the most convoluted way possible. Yeah. And and I didn't quite I didn't quite understand what his plot was going to be. He was going to make the president go to the base <clears throat> that he built without telling the president. He's going to show up there and then he's going to kidnap and possibly kill him. No, he was just going to lock him out and he was going to take over. He had the senators backing him already. Yeah, three, he was going to have the TV stations set up to to proclaim what had happened. Yes, and the president couldn't talk, so he wouldn't get to say his side of the story. So it would just basically be a quiet coup. And you just basically but put him away. Does he not have a vice president? That doesn't work that way. There's he, no vice president <clears throat> in this movie. And also, this president, <laughs> is uh, he, he seems to be easily convinced that things are going on. You know, that would probably be my only... It's really hard to nitpick anything on this movie because it's not bad at all. Uh, other than the plot is a little muddled in spots. You know, and it's not really a very, like complicated plot you know what i mean it's like it goes from a to b and there's no twist in between it's just a straight line you know it did, so it did remind me of valkyrie a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit yeah, this is a similar similar uh, situation yeah but general scott is like 50 down on the line of of because it goes to like speaker of the house <laughs> after the vice president right well i, well, I think what I, he was going to do he was going to eliminate the congress altogether <laughs> Like so, it was just because he had the senators, they were going to be through the Senate. I guess have, yeah, it's it's convoluted. It, it just doesn't. Yeah, he does It was more. It was more or less a PR it, coup. It only takes more three, than anything. It only takes three very well placed and well timed bombs, and then care. I mean, and hundreds of murders. That. But yeah, it's uh, 
it's you just got fucking canceled, my friend. Luckily, <laughs> well, luckily, gonna be banging on your door tomorrow. Luckily, they don't go <laughs> that much into detail about this because I'm glad they didn't. It would have. Yeah, no, it, it, I think it just the idea is that's the morality. Do you do you attack a man who's weak with peace, or do you attack the guy that's strong with war? Like that's the thing. It's like because they, they yeah trust? they go they go way out of their way to get these letters that they're going to use as damning evidence against him. Which again, mm-hmm. the letters didn't make any sense to me either. They didn't was do like, anything with them. Yeah, is that well, changed it's, his mind. They might yeah. have. They might have. Funny is, they might have. Well, is that, well, was that that's the probably the closest was, thing to a twist? On, is that they have the letters, they don't do nothing with them. Frank, what were you going to say? That, no, what I was going to say is what's funny is, um, like, like as far as history goes back up until today, whenever there's a change of power, right, uh, your enemies will test you to see if you're weak or strong, right, or the uh, new uh, regime, you know, whatever you want to call it, that comes into power does something warlike or whatever to show that they're not, you know, pushovers like, um, you know, don't want to get too, you know, news, but yeah, well, China just put China. their boats in Japan's ocean, so China's going to start some shit. Yeah, and, and they we're did, not going to do anything about it. Yeah, and instead of flying like one fighter jet kind of close to Taiwan, they flew six of them. Yeah, they no, they're, they're they're fucking with yeah. us for sure. Yeah, yeah, but, I, I think Japan has Trump done put, enough. They deserve this. Well, it was China. Hey. My brother lives there. I need to get him out first, and then they can do whatever they want. But, but my point bye is, bye, bro. Trump took, bye, bro. And when, when Trump took over, <laughs> bro. you know, he shot 52 tomahawks of this area. Cows. Anyway, get to your point. Yeah, the, so they test the weakness. Cows. Sorry. And, and then, you know, back in the, as far as the Aztecs go, you know, the, uh, the newest ruler has to start a war. It's just, you know, how things go. Yeah. So, this president being weak and going back to what you were talking about it's you know it's just how you know they don't really say how far into his term he is though no he's more than a year and a half into his term because there's a line of dialogue about that well they also said that he his approval rating was like really low like 26 yeah 20 so he i think that's i think it was basically it was a pr coup because you get the public to hate him, then it's easier to dethrone him, and that's what they were trying to do. Well, yeah, that's why he was going after the cameras. Lancaster, all that's he wanted why, to do is, yeah. is, are they going to let me be on TV or not? Like, that yeah. was as big as he... And, and, and you he, could tell yeah. from that first speech they made, which was fucking amazing, by the way, how charismatic he really is. Like, he could be oh, yeah. a leader easily, you know? Well, I, I guess that was and one the, of the, the things... The president was right. He should run. Like, why don't you just fucking run against me? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. well, yeah, duh. You know, that's, mean, how you, that's how you change things. That would be the easiest way to do it, you know? Yeah. He was basically he, calling him a social. Well, he can't because yeah. he has those letters against them, which he talked about uh, sticking his D in her P. <laughs> and that's what all the letters were. God, man. Yeah. Fucking. And what's funny such is. a player, though. Sodomy was illegal at that time. And what's Sonomy. funny is, like, 600 years ago. Still is in some states. When, when uh, King James the uh, or King Louis the Fourth sent, sent uh, a love letter saying that he wanted to kiss her little duckies. Was, yeah, same about her pussy. Yeah, but but him saying that was really, really risky. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, like Citizen Kane, Rosebud was her clip. Rosebud. Rosebud was was that yeah. girl's clip. That's I'm pretty what, sure it was, it was a private name. Pretty sure it was a sled. Yeah, but kissing. No, her. no, okay. it was a sl- okay. it was a clip. I, I have never said that to a girl and meant it like Rosebud, you taste like salmon. 
What he's trying to say is it says it can't layers. Ride the good old salmon sled. Oh! It tastes like bad lobster and peanuts. Oh, my God. There oh. it goes. It came right back. We right. brought it back, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Set up and pay off. <sighs> On that note. <laughs> um, let's break this down to a couple scenes. Because it really is just Kirk Douglas. Or, sorry, uh, yeah, well, let's we'll start there. It Kirk is Kirk Douglas, Douglas yeah. realizing he what his his uh, commanding officer is doing, and he's kind of catching stuff around his office, and he's like catching like they have like a Preakness bet, and he's like, I don't think that's really what they're talking about. And well, I, I, that's the best part of the movie is the last scene between him and Lancaster. I thought that was amazing. That's yeah, what I want to get to is those yeah, yeah. those big scenes that stand out for me. It's it's yeah. uh, the first one is when Kirk Douglas finally goes to the White House and is like, All right, I got to go there. And he goes in, and then he tells the the president and Martin Balsam what's going on and why he thinks this, and, and he kind of sets it all in motion. And then they're kind of, I hate it in a movie where they go, "That's bullshit, get out of here." And then the guy has to go prove it on his own. And, and luckily, mm-hmm. they go, "Okay, if this is substantial, let's 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 do this just in case because this is serious enough." Yeah. They take it seriously, but they don't take, put all their faith yeah. into it. They don't just go fire the guy. And, 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 and even Kirk Douglas says, "I hope I'm wrong yeah. too." Like I hope this is all in my head, and I, I that, really hope you're this right. Isn't that's true. that's a movie trope that they just yes. leapfrogged over. It, it's a Rod Serling refreshing yeah. script, so he just goes, "This is what would happen." They would take it seriously enough to investigate, but not seriously yeah. enough to go fire the guy and, and jump on TV and go, "Ah, no!" They, they want to play their cards right. They want to sell all these dominoes up before they do that. Yeah. And then my next big scene is is um probably the confrontation because he, Frederick March calls Scott into his office and he's like, I yeah, want a yeah, resignation. Yeah, yeah. And that scene goes on and on and on. And it's just a couple shots. You sit there and watch it and it's grueling because he's like, I don't think I should hand in my resignation. Why should I? And it's just them laying out all their cards and everything Scott do, says, sir? what are you going to do? Everything yeah. Scott says, uh, uh, March has a, is a comeback for, and he's like, Finally reveals that Kirk Douglas is the one that was on to him from the beginning. And he's like his trusted enough guy to he, – he clearly respected him, but he didn't trust him enough to make him part of the plan. Well, he he knew because he sent them all. He goes, you take three days off. Yeah. Go take the rest of the week off while this is all going on. And he basically said, you look tired. You should take a, you should take three days off and go enjoy yourself. Go, go stick your D yeah. in her P. And eat some steaks and don't, well, don't look I, at my letters. I think they kind of outlined that too because he was asking him about a certain ensign. He's like, "Oh, did you, <clears throat> do you hear about ensign?" And he's like, "It's like, yeah, well, he means well." And I think that that pretty much outlined why uh, Kurt Douglas isn't a part of, of any of his plans because he's more accepting of people and a little bit more patient and probably, dare I say, even though he's a, a general and in, in, you know or a, a, a well, ranking you a know, ranking officer in the Marines, he's definitely. A little bit more flexible. Do, than, do you think? Yeah. Do, do you think militant. it's militant? Yeah. Do you think it's more along the lines of he had an, he had a relationship with Ava Gardner, and that's what kind of pissed him off, so he left him out. That for that reason, that, I think there that was the undertone. Is that the really undertone? Is what's going on? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that has something to do with it. It's another, like, another, she liked him more because yeah. that's like the elephant in the room that just yeah. never gets addressed. It, it seems like whenever he goes to Ava Gardner's place, he has a ninety percent chance of fucking her. Right, like, oh, I, I was well, thinking that yeah. too. Like she's like just basically just yeah. splayed out. Like yeah. take me. You he's know? he's gonna like, pam her. Pam is <laughs> like, uh, pussy for? ass mouth. 
All we would have to do to get laid is just go like this. I didn't yeah. bring it out for air, made done. Marianne. You know, just <laughs> done. Like she's throwing it herself at him, and I'm like, damn. Uh, another shot, another scene I really liked is when he when uh the the only scene where Kirk Douglas is really outside of any building is when he follows Scott, and they're on foot and they're walking down an alleyway. And in the commentary, Frankenheimer's like, it's just people walking down an alleyway you can only do so many things here he's like i tried to do my best to make it interesting i'm like oh you fucking killed it man yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was really good at making just normal yeah. scenes seem interesting especially that one in the car where they're following the other car that's been done in movies so yeah. many times you would just see the, the up the top down shot of one car following another car and you'd be like <sighs> but yeah. no he shows it from the back seat and it fucking looks great it's yeah. a great fucking well, shot it actually made me laugh though because they were so obvious about following him it was so like they, they yes. were like the worst, the worst well, tailors ever. The yeah. reason he makes it more interesting and more uh, suspenseful is he ramps up that noise. It sounds like they're wearing tap shoes, like click, 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 and it like makes you. Like, I was thinking that so too. tense. Like you hear all the uh, yeah, you can hear all every little. Did pin he drop. speak of that in the commentary? Not the noise, but I don't know if if this if this was just me or the headphones that I was using. But there was one particular scene in in the Oval Office there where I swear to God I could hear the camera moving. Like, like the, the squeaking of the wheels. Well, you got good ca- you got good earphones. That's why. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then they they go around his car, and then they uh, it stays in the same shot and it never leaves focus. Either us or the reflection of Scott coming the other way. I'm like, holy yeah. shit, man! No, damn, stuff. you're good. Damn good stuff. Ah. You back there said bastard. I listen to your commentary. <laughs> We didn't talk about that either. It's it interesting, but yeah, we we always make funny of uh, for for bringing him up all the time. But yeah, he was definitely on his A game on this one. No, Frankenheimer sure. is fucking solid director. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a I, solid. I, he's I, old school good I, director. I, I don't put him up there with like um, uh, Stanley Kubrick. He's more like he's up there with David Fincher, where they kind of shoot the same way. Well, that's the thing that's cool. It's like you and I have favorite directors, but we're not going to say like they're the best directors there are. It's just they mean something to yeah. us you know well I, mean? I would so, say it's the it, my top four leone number one scorsese number two number three zack snyder zack snyder <laughs> i would say who would be my number mick three? g tell me why so mick g i don't i'm saying oh this world I'm fed up with this world <laughs> I go uh, while you're thinking of yours. I would Fred go. Durst. I, think, I can't think of anything. I would go. Fred Durst. <laughs> Fred Durst. Yes, Durst. Durst. <laughs> I go uh, Frankenheimer, Fincher, Leone. Oh, okay, okay. And Scorsese. Uh, Leone, Scorsese, Spielberg? Fincher. Um, no Spielberg. Well, Spielberg's like Spielberg's 12, in my top 20. twelve to fourteen. I, I would say yeah. he's fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Honestly, I would. I, I would put. I don't want to watch ET ever again. I, I think he's one of the best. That wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> my phone is off. That was not me. I think Spielberg's the best action director. I think he knows how to make. He, he's like the only action director that would have a the wide shot, close up, mid shot, and do an action scene and edit it three ways. Where you watch like Michael Bay or, or Paul Greengrass, and you have a fucking oh god ele- epileptic fit. Christopher, Christopher Nolan watched every Paul Greengrass movie before he did Batman Begins. It's all. Oh, I would say Nolan's <laughs> my fifth. Yeah. But I would say Nolan's up there. No, you Nolan's know, up there. I saw yeah, one of those definitely. Bourne movies in a theater and I left sick. Oh, I God. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the Supremacy one. 
Yeah. Great story, great movie, but that shaky camera shit, I'm glad that Fucking went out of hate style it. real fast. I hate it. That was like the early 2000s. It's like, oh, it's gritty, it's realistic. Oh. Remember NYPD Blue? Some of those shots are fucking hilarious when you watch them now. It's like, oh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll that was a thing. It was, it was this shit. <laughs> I'm gritty. I, I'm sorry. I would say Leone, Hitchcock, uh, Scorsese. What did Leone do? I've never heard Tarantino. Of once upon a time in the West. Once upon a time in America. Good and bad, the ugly. That's all you need. Fistful of dollars Fistful for of dollars, a few dollars more. Yeah, Fistful of dynamite those two, slash right. AKA Ducky Sucker. Ducky Sucker. That's a good Colossus one. of Rhodes. That's brilliant. Um, what else did he direct? Uh, he's go- he's ghost. Movies? He's yeah. ghost directed no. a few things with Ducky Terrence, Sucker. Yeah. Terrence Hill. He's he's he ghost Ghostbusters. What? No, he, that's Ivan Reitman. There's a movie called My Name is Nobody, which yeah. is a great movie. And that, I've that's never seen that. Pretty much, it's great. It's a good movie. But it's pretty much a Leone movie. It's, yeah. it's Leone. I think at this point he has, has credit for that. I think it's under his I think name he now. does too, yeah. yeah. I think they pretty much said it's Leone's movie. Because he's the producer on it. Eno Morricone's the music. It's Henry Fonda's in it with Terrence Hill. It's, it's really good. All I want to say is Dick introduced me to this movie when we were in film school. And... It's the same reason I like Frankenheimer. Leone and Frankenheimer are kind of tied together in my mind because they are directors who think with the camera first. They yeah. go, "This is how I want to shoot this scene," yeah. and then and they make speak that a work. Of English. Yeah, let somebody else worry about the the plot and the story and all that. This is how yeah. we're going to make these scenes look cool. And yeah. but he, it's Once Upon a Time in the West is what Dick showed me, and that movie is so beautiful. It's it's Henry Fonda. Uh, what's his name? Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson. Jason Robards. Jason Robards, and the girl's name is... Uh, Claudia Cardinale. Yeah, she's great. Big bosom girl. Oh, yeah. No, Frank, oh, Frank no she's, she's, she's up there, Frank. You gotta, you gotta she watch fucking it. Smoke, she smokes like a train, motherfucker. <laughs> she's just like you. But it's it's great. It's a great she's movie. Smoking. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a... Okay, let's move on. The only thing I would say for Frankenheimer movies, if you want to check it out, is we're talking about action movies, is watch Ronin. It's one of the yeah. best car chase sequence movies, car chase movies you'll ever watch. I think Ronan is the best car chase movie yeah. ever made. They it they is. they shot in Paris, France, and they did not slow the. He he's like he refused to speed up the footage. He's like I hate that in movies. We're we're driving 120 down the down the streets of Paris, and they did that. Yeah, it's and awesome. It's, just, it's you feel it, and he also did Grand Prix, another car movie. Frank, no, check out Grand Prix. I've for, seen that. I've seen that movie. Before. That's a great movie. Frank has got to have seen Grand Prix. It's long. It has an overture. So oh, we've been over this Saturday, yeah. uh, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go? Oh, you went Saturday? I think no, last no. time I saw Grand Prix, I was probably about eight years old. Eight yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It holds up. I just watched it recently. During the podcast, you brought up Grand Prix, and I said I didn't watch it. Yeah, oh. you should watch it. Yeah. Anyway. NASCAR um, started. Oh, wait, that's not you. The last... The, Shots fired across the board bomb. You know, it started, but it ended at midnight. Because no. <laughs> it got yeah. fucking rained yeah. out every 20 minutes. Dick knows that on uh, ICP, uh, NASCAR is the N-word and is not to be said on... on I, I, I do know that. That's, it's, a, it's funny. So, um, also <laughs> the scene... With a stick. Another power move scene, Adam, is Kirk Douglas staying silent when Scott walks out after being told to hand in the resignation and just walks past him. Yeah, it's fucking great. And the commentary... That was, that Franken- was one of my favorite scenes. The commentary, sure. Frankenheimer is like, I decided to leave it silent. I felt it told you more silent than it would have a dialogue. I was like, but kudos, man. It's a wide shot. It's a wide shot. My favorite is just, it's it's the simplest, stupidest fucking scene, but it's just the way that it's edited. It's when he's just watching uh, Burt Lancaster give that first speech. 
Yeah. No, he's just sitting there on TV looking like he's fucking hammered, and they just keep cutting from the TV to his face to his TV to the face. TV. Yeah. It's fucking great. And I'm like, wow, this, this movie has like layers on top of layers. And at the end, when the president's giving his speech and he goes off stage and he finds the, the notes from the in the cigarette box, and he that's when we, I guess that's when we find out he died, right? Uh, yeah, the, the, the damning I, I evidence that, that they were trying to eliminate no, was, no, it, was in the cigarette case. Yeah, that's yeah. why they, they make it a point to show Martin Balsam take all the cigarettes out and put the note in the case. And it was a so list of all that. the names of everybody involved. So that guy literally did, but that's the weird thing. is It's like just like a whole thing cut out or something. It's like he made him write that list. He took it. That's but why they crashed the fucking plane. Yeah, that's so. why. Is it is he murdered because of the note? Or That's the thing. It's, that's I don't ambiguous. Know. Yeah. That's why I can't give yeah, this movie a 10 because I it, can't it's... Figure yeah. It's such a deep, ambiguous thing that it, it makes you wonder: Did I miss something? And I, I, I don't. I, feel like I don't think that should affect your score because why do you need to know exactly what it was? Because it's kind of pertinent to how far it these is fuckers important. Will go. Though, yeah. did they murder him or did the the plane generally accidentally crash? <clears throat> it's kind of important because yeah. you're wondering if these fuckers are crazy enough to have him killed. It doesn't or really. Did the plane just did it just have an accident? I don't think that should really factor in though because in the end, it doesn't really well, matter. Well, they kind of do that because Frank. I think don't do Lincoln Park lyrics because I said that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, good. No, uh, well, there's that. <laughs> I think. Well, they, I think they make it a point to show that it's a bloodless coup because that guy <laughs> that takes Foghorn Leghorn out of Texas, they get him at the yeah. airport. Oh, they, that seems they great. Take him back. Yeah. Okay. And, and they basically say, "Oh no, he's just he's being arrested for." Hitting an officer, so, so he's that arrested. was genuinely just a, a regular plane crash. That's what. That's why. That's why. Yeah. I guess that's that's where I'm coming from. I guess that's what you're trying to say. The fact that we're all thinking, did they fucking make that plane crash? Yeah. So that the evidence wouldn't get to the present. Makes you wonder if maybe there was something lost in translation there. Or, or it's that's a part of the, assessment. It's it, does, the it doesn't make me think that of the, of the yeah. movie. It's it's designed to make you think. Oh, who who could I trust? Yeah. And it's just a natural thing that happened. You know? Yeah. But he he uh he asked him to turn in his resignation. He says no, and he's setting up his own press conference aside. And then the president realizes it and schedules him his during that, and so he's doing that. And then uh, and the three networks don't want to yeah, switch. The three they basically tell him, yeah, We're, you, fuck you, we don't want to watch you. But I love that. I love when it goes back and forth, and it's like the president doing his speech, and it goes to Burt Lancaster, and he's being told, "Your three men, what are their names? Uh, Harity, Riley, and Deffenbach have been they they handed in the resignations." And he's like. That was it. Okay. While he's making his speech, they actually show the scene with the empty fucking room with all their names on the desk. I thought that was fucking sick yeah. too. Yeah, and then at one part where, where uh, Lancaster's in the, in the he's in his um, that off the, the room where he's going to do speech with all the cameras and there's nobody there and the guys go, "What can we do? What do we have?" He goes, "You go to hell." And he walks <laughs> away. Yeah, go to hell, you pussy. But he called him a pussy. And he goes, oh, "Fuck David Gardner, you didn't. Fuck you." Go to hell, you little ducky. <laughs> Fucking pussy. Uh, and then it's just, uh, he gets in the car. Uh, Burt Lanca- Lancaster get in the car. And then he just drives away. And he's well, just, that's uh, that's it's like I all sad. Home. I'll go home. Yeah, but I guess... Have, it's just his tense spot. Like, yeah. do you want to go, sir? He's just... I guess oh, I'll go home. Yeah. yeah well, well Frankenheim in the commentary says it was supposed to end with him getting a car crash and dying. He goes, I felt that ending was too bleak and unnecessary. So we just shot him Let's going just, home. That's kind of goofy. That'd be goofy. Yeah. And I was like, "Good call," because he feels hopeless when he says, "I want to go home." I guess <laughs> he's just so I, I, defeated. I've heard some directors say they don't know how to properly end a scene. Uh, yeah. Well, one this example movie just is, ends. Uh, 
RoboCop. There's that scene where where that that guy's chewing out like you're 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 you know Nancy Allen wasn't supposed to talk to him. Your 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 people are not supposed to talk. This is OCP business. You got it. Yeah, I get you. He walks out and goes. She goes, sorry, Sarge, fucked up. And he goes, hey, don't worry about it. This guy's a serious asshole. And the guy that shot it said they did that because they literally didn't know how to get out of that fucking scene. And that was like the best thing they could think of in that moment. And then they shot it. I love it. You know, I, like it, it, it sometimes their mistakes translate into something it, great. You it would have been better if Nancy Allen just took off her top and showed her titties. And she'd be like, fuck yeah. you, Robocop. It's one of the few movies where she doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can still relate. I do not know how to end a podcast. Yeah. That's how you just say fuck up, bye. So this is one of... No, but shut off the fucking podcast. Th- this movie just ends, though. That's the thing. Talk yeah. about endings. Because, like, the president says, oh, no, no, oh, and it just goes, Duh! and it ends. The end. Perfect. It just falls down. We, do, we don't need to know what happens next. We don't need to know. Yeah. Nope. It's not, not well, important. It's yeah. not important. General Scott was defeated and shamed, and he takes a sad car ride home. That's all we need. I didn't need a car wreck with him dying. He has to go home and and eat his bowl of crow. That would have really ruined the movie. Yeah, you you could tell he's he's like, I'm fucking done. Like, what do I do? That home in the book though. Is that what happens in the book? I think he does in a car crash in the book. That's Um, so weird. That's like um, but this is this is one of a number of movies that Frankenheimer did with with a. Burt Lancaster, because he did uh, Young Savages, Birdman of Alcatraz, which you should definitely watch if you like Shawshank Redemption. Um, he did The Train, which is a good World War II movie. He did uh, this one, and is that it? I think he did one more. I don't remember, but definitely some good ones in there. I don't, I'm not particularly fond of Burt Lancaster, to be honest with you. I, I find well, him boring. I, I, I see two sides of him. He right? doesn't he's emote. in a movie that's really fucking great, or he's in something that's just like really bad, like the original Island of Dr. Moreau, you know? Uh, that was very bad. Horrible fucking movie. Both of those are terrible. But, well, yeah. uh, I guess he was a big egomaniac, though, so. Yeah. Uh, Apparently. He, he's in Gunfight at the OK Corral, which is not my favorite version of that story because I, I feel like Tombstone's the best fucking Western there ever was. But uh, yeah, Gunfight at no. the OK Corral is no. still good because, well, t- again, t- t- it's fun. Lancaster and, and uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Douglas playing off of each other well. You, know, they, you they, tell they, them who's coming with me! Yeah. I was so disappointed when I went to Tombstone. They, they, Fuck you, Frank. They, Fuck you. Fuck you. Shut up. The Shut up. He's talking about Tombstone Pizza. Oh, okay. I agree yeah. with Frank. Tombstone, I like, but I don't get why it's, everyone loves it as a, as a massive Western. I'm like, it's like number you know what? 15 I think, on you my know list. Why it, you know why that is? You know why that is? I love the movie. You know why people say that? Because it's the last Western. It's really the last Western. No, no. I was talking about the actual town. The proposition. No, no, I was talking about the actual... Yeah, but that's Australian. Oh, why, why would they name a town <laughs> no. Tombstone? I always used to no. think that, too. I'm like, what's what's the worst thing you can name a town? Tombstone, because people are dead! Hey, it's Prescott. real. I could drive there. Okay. Oh, that's right, you're little. Hold on, let Frank talk. I love to... Why? <laughs> I can't wait to see Frank's tombstone. Continue. <laughs> He's going to have a tombstone pizza sitting on it. <laughs> I, I feel like Frank's tombstone is going to read like Frank Linker. Devoted fu- And it's going to be me cutting it off. <laughs> Hold on. I'll let you continue being dead, but let's talk about Frank real quick. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to say pepperoni dot dot dot. That's what Frank wanted on his yeah. tombstone. This son of a bitch. Glad he's dead. Anyway. <laughs> 
Frank Linker, who gives a fuck? <laughs> it's just a it's a it's a moving image of this, just a hand job, like in, in neon lights. No, oh, it's actual <laughs> cock on like good that. idea. Good <laughs> idea. <laughs> okay, this, if you're listening to the podcast, watch no, the video. What I'm, what I'm on trying YouTube. to say is, I love the movie Tombstone. I really okay. do. It's one. It's one of my favorite westerns of all time. It really is. Uh, it's my, top top fifteen. Top let him continue. He's never going to finish. Yeah, my right. point being is, we went to Tombstone when I was sixteen with my dad, and my sister, and we were very disappointed that the main road in Tombstone is paved. Oh, they paved it. That's what you're trying to say. Okay. Yeah. The rest of Tombstone. The, it is all, you know, like like they shot the movie Tombstone a street over in Tombstone, yeah. but the main road, you know, where the OK Corral was, and you know the uh, the bird bird cage and all that, it, um, you know, it, it, it's it's asphalt, like nowadays. So, so you can get the, the trucks of booze in and out of there easier. Yeah, I mean, you know, may, may, maybe like, but it was brand new. Like, like it's a, eighteen wheelers don't do very good on like raw dust and dirt and shit. You know? Very true. Yeah, but that's all I was trying to say. Is like, that's cool, man. No, yeah. The, the thing with westerns, the takeaway from all that is, is they're good because they're fantastic character studies. That's why I like them. Yeah, yeah like, um, oh, I, like, like I'll, I'll tell you what, like. Uh, I like when um when uh um oh, Christ. not not Wyatt not Virgil uh, Morgan when Morgan Earp was shot right while he's Bill playing, Paxton yeah him <laughs> when Bill Paxton was shot in the back playing pulled by himself because I don't know who does that but whatever practicing um, shots. It's no, there was another guy there playing with him. I think he was playing with somebody. I just He's looked a, up. It's an no. extra. I just no, looked up what the population of Tombstone was at the time of the gunfight at the OK Corral, and it was 3.8 times as many as my hometown did when I was born. Wow. More people lived there than when I was born. Anyway. Wild shit. Yeah, and, and, the, and the real OK Corral, nothing like the movie. No, no. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no. we're not talking about that, but. Yeah, oh, okay. that's for another podcast. No, continue your, finish your thought. Seven days well, in Tombstone. You're, that, you're upset. No, that was my thought. Okay. How, how disappointed I was when I went into Tombstone to visit it as a tourist today. Like, okay. I, Did you get a Tombstone pizza in Tombstone? Uh, <laughs> Fuck no. you, dick. Hold on, hold on. Answer. <laughs> Negative. Okay. <laughs> Would oh, you? Fucking ridiculous. Did you? Oh. When you I were would. when you were in Pina Colada Bird, like <coughs> when you when you were in Pina Colada Bird, did you have uh, a burger? Son of a son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, another Bill, great Bill Paxton scene is yeah. his scene in uh, uh, the Broken Lizard uh, yeah, Club, Club Dread, Dread when he's he like throws the coconut. Yeah, well, it's a uh, uh, it's not Pina Colada Bird. It's um. <laughs> No, it's Pina Colada. Yeah, it is Pina Colada, not Margaritaville. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy Buffett was a fat. <laughs> I love that. Him well, in that movie is worth watching. The movie and the movie's not that great. Well, no, I, I would say if you're gonna if you're gonna 
know who Bill Paxton was as a human being. That who that is who Bill Paxton he, was as a human he's being. He's fucking hilarious in that movie. That was Bill Paxton in real life. That was he's him. That's so he goddamn was. funny in the movie. Yeah. He's funnier than the movie is. Yeah. It Speaking is. of disappointed, literally the worst margarita I ever had was the margarita at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Kansas, ah! Florida. There you go. <laughs> no shit. Yo. The worst fucking margarita I ever had was in Margaritaville. Um, Get your money of, back in Margaritaville. Speaking of that establishment, the only cruise I was ever on, the first port of call we went to, we were there for only six hours. Uh, 30... Trust me, that's more than enough time you need to see in anything in Key West. There's fucking nothing no, there. Oh, this, oh, oh. I just thought of something. This was in a uh this was on an island down in the Caribbean somewhere. I'm not sure the name okay. of it. I was gonna say you can see Key West in thirty minutes. Yeah, I mean like there's there there was nothing on this island. Like like you walk in, there's maybe like a like a ring of shops. I fucking there. hated Key West. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan yeah. of Florida myself. Well, I but, like Florida, uh, just not Key West. Fuck Florida. But, um, like, but like with cruises, when 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 the boat's about to leave, it doesn't wait. <laughs> so, uh, thirty people were uh, stranded on this little shit island <laughs> at Mar- Margaritaville. <laughs> they did it on purpose because otherwise Margaritaville wouldn't make any fucking money ever whatsoever. So they just leave them there to get extra money. Well, let's move on. No hotel, no nothing. They were. <laughs> Adam, a simple yes or no question. Do you not think Unforgiven is better than Tombstone? No. Okay. Wow. I don't that's, agree, that's but okay. That's bold. Uh, Unforgiven would be high on my list, but it's not better than Tombstone. I like my that's, shit gritty. Like, if we're doing a Western, I want it gritty. Well, that's the problem. The problem like- with that is it, the reason you like Tombstone or the reason people like Tombstone is that's the last fucking Western where they ever romanticized the West. Everything since Unforgiven has been so gritty and miserable that the westerns are literally not fun to watch anymore as a result of it. Now, I'm not saying that I don't love The Unforgiven, but The Unforgiven kind of did for westerns what The Dark Knight did for fucking superhero movies. It made everything too fucking gritty and miserable. See, I, I think it's the opposite, because I no. the way I see the westerns nowadays is like the... The, they're too fucking gritty. The they, Kevin they, Costner in realism, and then everybody's half dead. Or well, open range, and, yeah. open range wasn't... Too gritty. I Open see range is pretty. The western, the big dope. westerns I see after that are the Kevin Costner ones or the sorry, what's his what, name from Godfather? Um, the Tom. Why can't I think of his name? Who? Tom from Tom Godfather. Berger. Okay, wait, well, I have so Tom Berger. Shut the fuck up, Frank. Tom <laughs> from The Godfather. Why can't I think of his name in real life? Oh, uh, 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 um, uh, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. His movies, they're all like, they're they're really like romantic, and I'm like, yeah. Uh, he wasn't even Tom. <laughs> what? He kept he was Tom. His name was Tom was in Godfather. Tom in Godfather. He's Tom. Oh, oh His character's okay. name. He's the lawyer. He's the adopted son yeah. because he's Irish. Yeah, Robert Duvall. And yeah. He, he, he regrets not doing Godfather 3 because I think there was a money issue. And I guess now he says, I wish I would have just said yes to it. But the movie sucked anyway, so it didn't really matter. It didn't hurt Mecker in any way. No. <laughs> But, but uh, I'll, I'll, Robert Duvall could do ten shitty movies right now in a row, and it wouldn't hurt. He has. <laughs> but I would just say, if you want to watch True. a western that's interesting, it is gritty and, and dark. But watch the proposition. It's Australian. It's, it's, uh, is good. it's Guy Pierce and uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, 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 God! Uh, Why Houston. 
Danny they Houston. Fantasized, uh, Danny Houston. Show. Well, Danny, Danny Houston. Fantasized. Danny Houston's dad no. directed so many fucking westerns, and and of all the westerns for his son to be in, it's an Australian movie with Guy Pearce. But I it, think I did see that. It's one. fucking I think good. I watched it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, did, I, did I make a good point with Django uh, being romanticized? No, Django's not romanticized. Django's more of a satire. I, I don't consider that a western. I consider that a Tarantino movie. It's yeah, a Tarantino so, movie. It's a grindhouse. It's like movie. Tarantino westerns are not yeah, real westerns. It's like yeah. it, it's like <laughs> Tarantino yeah, is the enough. genre yeah, over. Adam, fair enough. Yeah, Tarantino <laughs> genre overcomes whatever genre he's actually doing. Yeah, you got damn um, right. I just watched Kill Bill, both parts one and two again. That's a good Love watch. Yeah. Part Love two. It. The first time I watched that, I watched those back to back. I didn't see those in the theater. Oh, I did. Saw so them both at the Chinese theater. I, I rented them, and my sister and I sat and watched them without that, even taking that was a the bathroom first, break. That we was the first them. movie I saw in Hollywood. Was I walked out of the Chinese theater and watched Kill Bill Volume One? And I, I was how... stir crazy in my apartment. Oh, I must have I watched it like, before I, I came out. there. I think the well, best. Well, I saw it, I saw it before I came, and I, I yeah. saw it and checked because you don't say no to the Chinese theater. It's my favorite theater in the world. Yeah. Chinese theater. It's awesome. Love it. The best part about Kill Bill 1 and 2 is they're both two entirely different movies. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like about them. Anymore. Even though it's not supposed to be. Yeah. And well, if you watch I the end, there's the a version where it's like there's all one movie. Everywhere. Yeah. And the second one, there's not. I mean, there's also a version of um, Hateful Eight on Netflix you can watch where it's like four episodes and it's fucking yeah. grueling. It is so is it really? fucking slow and like I'm like they should have cut. The- oh, they did. That's why you should watch the movie. Yeah. So it's like extended. It's extended, yeah. but it is not worthwhile. I watch half of it. It and doesn't I go, need to be ah, extended. Like, no. like they're, they're talking about extending, long, yeah. like making an extended cut of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'd be fine with that because the stuff that they do is so interesting. I'd like to see more of it. The Hateful Eight does not need anything extended. No. It's already it's, it's extended. This is one story. Yeah, it's already long enough. All right. Speaking of too long. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Last thing I want to say. Last quick roundtable here is compared to Rod Serling that we've seen, how does this stack up? Like uh, Frank. This is probably his best one. Yeah. As far as episode. No, Adam, if you want to go first, go right ahead. No, for movie. Yeah, I'd say this is his best one. Uh, uh Best movie. I, I don't know if it's the best script, but it's definitely the best movie uh, of the ones that he's. Done. I agree. Yeah, I think Patterns is a better script, but not as solid yes. of a director. Yeah, Patterns is a better script, has a lot more to say. This one is just an overall better movie, better experience, and, fun to watch. And this isn't just me fanboying out. This is Frankenheimer elevating a simple script. Yeah. With with visuals and just keeping it interesting because there's making not a whole something lot that happening. could be really dry and boring, making keeping it interesting, yeah. keeping it exciting. It, it it for what it lacks in any kind of action, like I said, the way it's edited, the way it's shot, you're never bored. Your eyes are always happy at everything you see. Yeah. He doesn't have the normal speeches of morality and what men will become in his in this script that he normally does, and I'm glad. Like like the, our next movie we're going to talk about is full of speeches like that. Yeah. So this one didn't have it, and I and I was I was surprised actually. I was waiting for it actually. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised it, when the movie wrapped up without doing it's it. It's primed for it. Like you're, it's it. They lit the match, and you're like waiting, and it's like no, we're not gonna do that. Nope. Nope. We're out of here. No, this is this is just about these characters and power moves. I kind of like, consider this more of a Frankenheimer movie than a Serling movie, though. Well, I'm curious uh, to see how the dialogue for, the dialogue from the book. If the dialogue yeah. from the book is the same, like, well, I'm curious. In the commentary, he literally goes, 
because he, he doesn't say this wasn't in the book. He just goes, this is a Serling scene. Whenever someone's okay. talking for an extended period of time, he goes, this is Serling, and it's great. He, he okay. couldn't have more to say, more praise to give Serling. He's like, this is a Serling scene. We just shot it because it speaks for itself. Wow. Yeah. He tried to stay out of the way of the script, and that's the I would really read. love to watch that uh, with you, man. Yeah, I'll show you. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. We can't really watch it together. <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. that way. What do you mean? Yeah, can't. You have to share. You have to share. Doesn't play Blu-rays. No, no I don't have a computer screen. I don't think. No, it really? doesn't even have a slot to play discs at all. Yeah, computers. Don't you have to buy anymore. those separately. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get yeah. one of these things. Like, oh, so I have to go yeah. buy a, a deck to play a movie to watch it with you. How about you just buy this on Blu-ray and you can watch it? You know what's fucked up is a a, a Blu-ray drive will cost literally as much as a <laughs> Blu-ray player. Frank, I'm just I'm just fucking with you just for the sake of fucking with you. You know, <laughs> I was waiting for this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, no, you waited like 40 seconds longer than I thought, and so I had to keep it going. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I'm just like, all right, you want to go? I'm, I'll stop. All right, so we got a 8.25 average between the four of us. That's really good, and I'm definitely watch it. It's it's fun. Um, it's not the best Frankenheimer movie, but that's just me. And obviously, I, I'm gonna geek out over his you know his rankings but frank I, I you, mean, you watch seconds frank seconds yes. is way better than this yes but i mean yeah seconds was way way better but this was still good yeah i mean Turing candidate's better than this um yeah i'll agree with that i'd say ronin never, ronin's better I've than never, this I've never seen the original Manchurian. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a, that's like, that should be on your bucket list of movies to watch before you kick the can. This movie looks like dog shit compared to Manchurian Candidate. That movie is perfection. His camera movements. It's a masterpiece. Oh. Not the new one. Do you have new meaning 15 years ago? Yeah. Did we see that? We saw it at the theater, huh? When we saw that in film school. The Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. In, do you, you remember, do you remember me screaming at the screen the whole fucking movie? No, no it was in theaters. We went and saw it. We hadn't paid oh, in some theaters. I was going to say. That would be a terrible th- thing to show a film It's 2004. It was Watch the summer. Watch this crappy remake of a classic yeah. well, movie. I remember seeing it in theater and, and like, no! <laughs> like, screaming, like, no! Why? Okay. And I'm like, all right, it's totally different. It has nothing to do with the <clears> Ross movie. It's Denzel. I love Denzel. It's got Meryl Streep. It's got the one of my favorite male actors, my one of my favorite actresses. How do you go wrong? And, oh, that's how they go wrong. Now, now you know how I feel about Tom Cruise and fucking War of the Worlds. All right. And we'll end on that. Um, LAWstudios.com. Uh, RedDragonsRadio.com. Dick, dick it. <laughs> We're not doing that. Oh. So you're not even next either way, Adam. Yeah. RaidersLostFlicks.com and visit me at uh, Raiders, uh, on Twitter, Raiders underscore O-T-L-F. Adam said Raiders of the Lost Flicks.com. Sorry. Sci-fi and TV shows. I didn't know you were gonna keep going. I was gonna say what Frank interrupted and then I interrupted. So I feel like a dick now. Not you. Um You wanna take this marker, Dick? Ah! Um Raiders of the Lost Flicks.com is what Frank oh, interrupted, yeah. you were saying. Um Yeah, Dick Dick it. Find his books on Amazon, Richard Pierce. Amazon, yeah. So I sent you guys out some packages today with the other Twilight Zone episodes, and they got your address slightly off, Adam. It's missing an E. Oh, no. They got your name wrong. 
where they switched the R and the E, so your name's spelled different. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, lady. Good enough. How, how dumb is your post office I, people? I, she was like 78. So I'm like, there you go. She already printed There's somebody t- with tenure. She printed off multiple labels. Union job. She printed off multiple labels, and I look behind, and there's a. She's the only person working, and there's there's a line behind me at this point. I was empty when I got there, and I go, no, you know no, what? No. We're good enough. Good enough. Ship them out. Go, go. So hopefully you guys get that shit. Great. Why not? I canceled my off. Shout Factory subscription because of you. It took me more to ship Frank's stuff than it did when I bought it because I got him some baby stuff. It took me. Uh-huh. It it cost me ten dollars more to ship it than it did to buy that stuff to begin with, which is fucked up. That's the way things are now. That's yeah. so dumb. Right. Anyway, that's why you get those flat rate boxes. You're better off ordering it off Amazon and then just yeah. shipping it to him. Well, he was moving, and we wanted. I didn't know when the baby's gonna be due, so we we kept it, but we kept it for way too long, honestly. But it should fit relatively shortly. But anyway, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. Adam Wilcox. Good job, guys. You did it in clockwise order. Way to keep the enthusiasm up, Dick. I know, You're an Dick, enthusiastic but... Dick. Dick! Dick out! Yeah. <laughs> Dick, Dick. <laughs> so, what? Suspense. Suspense. <laughs> like I always like to say, don't let your meat loaf. <laughs>